This episode of the podcast is brought to you by The Genius Brand. Supplements in a variety of categories to help you optimize everything. From multivitamins to brain health to staying fit, there's something to help you reach your peak performance. For me, it has become wedding season, and with wedding season comes an extraordinary amount of celebrations, which tends to come with a healthy dose of dehydration. But with Genius Electrolytes, I can minimize those feelings of uneasiness and bounce back much quicker. It is packed with vitamin C and all those precious minerals you need to hydrate. It tastes great, and it is void of sugar and artificial flavors and colors. I also frequent the Genius Greens because I love to eat, but I've been blessed with a sensitive gut. So keeping my gut health in check is of utmost importance for me. It's got all the good green and blue plants that you should be consuming, and it even has lion's mane for cognitive support. Always a fan of uh, being able to sneak those shrooms into something. So uh, they've got a bunch of supplements, so be sure to check them out at thegeniusbrand.com and use code QUALITY at checkout for 15% off of your order. Whether it's cognitive support, gut health, or fitness, Look no further and unlock your genius today. The Quality Goods Podcast is also brought to you by Snap. Everyone has got a smartphone these days, but most mobile accessories are cheap, ugly, or they just don't work well together. But Snap has set out to change that by making elegant, customizable, and super functional phone accessories that don't suck. From their flagship retractable grip, which is also magnetic and uh, a hell of a lot more low profile than your standard grips and pop sockets, to sleek wireless chargers and mounts, their accessories are sure to impress and make your daily phone usage much more comfortable. So check them out at osnap.com or just simply follow the link in our Instagram bio to shop their lineup of great accessories and get 15% off when you use code QUALITY at checkout. Who knows, they might have you saying, oh snap! Damn, that was cheesy, but uh, go do it. Link in bio, code QUALITY, check out, 15% off. Get one for yourself and your loved ones. Peace. What is good, quality people? It's been a long time, and we should not have left you without some great pod content to step to, drive to, lay around to, whatever it is that you do when you listen to podcasts. As we gear up to bring you some new content, we thought it only appropriate to release some content from the archives featuring our good friend, Exact. Zach Perry, aka Exact, has been grinding it out on the West Coast as an engineer and producer for a decade plus. Cutting tracks for the likes of Andre Nicotina, Mr. Fab, and more recently the legendary and more recently the legendary Too Short. And the two were featured in a recent piece put out by Loughton Audio called Capture. And we were super proud and impressed by the quality piece about the importance of being a skilled engineer in addition to your production chops. We love the representation of the Bay. And the story told in the piece is one that I got the privilege of witnessing firsthand. So it's extra special in that regard. So as we continue to support quality content and quality people, we wanted to share some stories and advice from the man himself back around the inception of the pandemic. So without any further ado, let's get in to episode 57 of the Quality Goods Podcast and see what's good. Quality, 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 quality goods. Quality, quality, quality goods. What is going on, good people? You are tuned in to the Quarantine Goods Podcast. And uh, today... We have the pleasure of speaking with a longtime friend of mine, 
We got uh, Exact in from uh, Los Angeles via Zoom tonight. What's going on, man? Man, what's up with y'all? Thanks for having me, bro. Not long time, no chat, bro. Indeed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we're just sheltering, but uh, damn, thank you for taking some time out your day, man, and joining us. Of course, man. Of course, bro. Yeah, we would have uh, preferred to do this face-to-face, you know, when we uh, had plans to make it our way down to Los Angeles in the near future, but uh, for now, those are those are sidelined. You know, I don't think anyone could have seen this one coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> Definitely at this magnitude. Yeah. Because really, wow. you know, it's pretty wild. We're still waiting on a real timeline, you know, so, but we're trying to keep busy and looks like you're staying busy too, though. Yeah. Trying my best, man. Trying my best, man. Yeah. By the way, congrats on the recent record uh, on the Party Next Door album. Yep, Thank yep. you. Thank yeah. you. Everybody, uh, if you haven't heard that album. Go check that out. Yeah, man. Party Mobile yeah. out right now. That was good. I mean, I know a lot of people talking about that that record. So that was a uh, the one thing. There, there's been some pretty good releases in this little bit of quarantine time, you know, and a few different artists. So I like. Yeah, that. nobody's doing it. anything, so everybody's dropping music. So it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. It's not a it's not a terrible thing. It's definitely you can tell who's like for the culture, like who cares about their fans and who doesn't because people are really trying to like you know between i don't know if you guys paid attention to tory lane's quarantine radio and stuff on ig live and oh i've been watching ig live all day man Yeah, yep. everyone everyone the the battles that swiss yes. Timberland have been setting up yeah and, and tory lane's shit it's been yeah and then all the, all the djs doing different sets yeah. man it's been yeah. it's been great dude it's, like so cool yeah you see erica badu was doing a concert all kinds of stuff man. yeah you can really tell who like fucks with their fans and cares about the people man it's tight yeah i was just watching a few this morning i, I caught a little bit of uh manny fresh versus scott storch and then uh, that was a bad matchup man i'm yeah. not gonna lie because like <laughs> they're two different styles they're for, totally for, different yeah. yeah like and yeah. like manny fresh it made it seem like manny like scott storch is amazing but like <laughs> yeah. if there's no manny fresh there's no drake yeah. yeah, like like uh, not yeah. even an Manny Fresh was That's the not sound an of the, like, without Manny the Fresh, there's no Cash Money at all. Oh, exactly, yeah. exactly. Without Cash and Money, there's no Lil Wayne. Without Lil exactly. Wayne, there's no yeah. Modern you know what's, what's fucked up is Birdman kind of screwed over Manny Fresh when he was oh, the yeah. sound of Cash Money. Shit, he man. was Cash Money. Birdman has screwed over a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Multiple generations of those yeah, guys right. on Cash Money, man. But it, it, it's even worse because they put on great talent over there too. But add that element of it. But I guess comes the territory. Great eye for talent, bad business sense. Yeah, exactly. They're a gangster. I shouldn't say a bad business sense. They got a gangster business sense. Yeah, exactly. But I think like you were talking about, um, it's pretty cool with everyone. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going brand. There we oh, go. Oh, no, Hanson's not in the forefront, oh, though. Oh, oh, no. Oh, he, oh, now you've become oh, the meme. Oh, full no, circle. I am quality. Oh, yeah. damn. Just, <laughs> no, he, he's become face. the Homer meme. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry for you guys who are not watching this video right now. We're Entertain, having, entertaining yeah. ourselves. Yeah, yeah, with the, yeah, the Zoom background. part of the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, for the for this sake, we'll, we'll turn that off. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty, you know, it's pretty apparent too. You see people talking about how um, during these times, like a lot of people are leaning on artists and creatives, you know, so I'm glad there's people that are stepping up, you know, and also I'm sure they're, they're glad to get some of that energy out too. I hope that when we come out of this, that like people who support people who cut like music programs and, and arts programs in schools really understand like how much that's a bad idea. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause it's like, you know, the only thing getting everyone through this aside from like games yeah. is music and movies yeah. and art, creativity, imagination. If you can, if you're, you know, if you can't see the importance of fostering those types of people growing up, then like, I don't understand what you're doing, you know? Yeah. Creativity is the key to uh, innovation and just anything, you know? Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's pretty cool too. You see also people that, you know, maybe from other lanes, like say it's Instagram, whatever, it's people you followed for one reason, but now they're all in quarantine. So they're showing you their other talent. So it's kind of dope that way. It's like, man, and that's what creatives do. There's usually more than one thing. And they're like, oh, now let me show you the other stuff, like painting or ceramic, whatever it may be. But it's just cool to know that, you know, 
it's also inspiring like okay this is how i need to stay busy sometimes you know no yeah it's it's definitely it's definitely interesting to see shit we've been over here chefing it up like a motherfucker man mm-hmm. girl made focaccia bread I just yeah. made yeah, everybody's soup, baking everybody's cooking yeah bro yeah. we went to hella stores just to get fucking flour and shit so we could bake bro like, <laughs> yep shit was yeah bad. i went man the first couple store weeks today. of quarantine bro that, pan- that panic buying it was nuts but wow, we would go to grocery wild, stores yeah. and it would be nothing on the shelves and i yeah. was just like damn this is insane bro like people yeah it's crazy just, like for, for yeah, me it's scared. like uh I wasn't really panicking, but you know, since being home and like you said, cooking it up, I'm like, I want all these different <laughs> ingredients that I don't usually use. And I'm like, damn, I can't even find that now. So the first week in the quarantine down here was uh, the weekend of St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, yeah. we had <laughs> yeah. we had bought a corned beef shopping mm. the week before, and like we weren't tripping at first, so we were trying to just like keep our normal shopping schedule, and we ended up having to like make a panic runs to like three different groceries just to like eat the corned beef with like, just to get a head of cabbage. Bro, we had to no just to find <laughs> rye bread because everyone bought all wow. the bread. Like we went yeah. to three different stores just to find, and it was, I, felt, I realized after I got home, I was like, "Damn, we just did all that just so we could eat like this one meal." Like I didn't <laughs> yep, even yeah. panic buy. I didn't even like go stock up on shit. I just literally found the ingredients. Just the one like, thing. Yeah. Yeah, like I got shit for that and some chili, and I was like, "Damn, like we really could have." <laughs> yeah, you yeah. said you were there. It's hard to get out of that mindset where you can just go to the store to buy an item or yep. just one thing you need for a meal. Now you really have to be conscious and be like, all right, I need to make this yeah. trip to the store count. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And especially, the, like you said, the first couple of weeks, it's like we didn't really, well, I didn't quite know how big it was going to get or how long yet. So it's like, okay, yeah, now you're like, okay, I'm making more. Uh, you know, decisions for the future, the next few weeks, you know? I'll admit, I fully underestimated what was going to happen. <laughs> I think we all did, man. We all did. A couple weeks, maybe shit would Ooh. get under control. And now, yeah, now we're looking at months still. <clears throat> months. We're looking yeah. at- hey, but I was actually reading an article last night that uh, there's some scientists in the Bay Area that are doing a research study about the possibility of coronavirus having come to California in November. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I've, I've come across yeah. a couple people who've thought they've had it for sure. Yeah, like because January just were like were dying, sick as you know? fuck in like yeah. November, December, big top mm-hmm. of the year, with like a, an abnormally long like cold. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And yeah, it's weird that it wouldn't have spread. I mean, I guess with the asymptomatic well, people, is that it's possible know? that if it came over already, that the reason the numbers in California have been relatively low compared to places like New York is because we've already developed like a herd um, mm. immunity mm. to it. You know what I mean? Like the people that were going to get sick from it got sick as the flu. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And probably I mean, also like they're among the people that died from influenza instead of mm-hmm. you know. What yeah, I mean? we have you know multiple hospitals here that they're bringing people to study as well and help treat yeah, in Stanford, our facilities. So Stanford's doing hopefully, yeah, hopefully, you know, that is true. Um, and, and it is, you know, our numbers have stayed okay. So hopefully we can ride it out, but yeah, I hope yeah. that because we got on top of it so soon that it'll be able to get back to normal relatively quickly. If people just decide yeah. to stay the fuck home for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, lucky my aunt, for, has it. My aunt up in Oregon. Oh has it. man. Yeah. Damn. And like, well, it's not that bad apparently, Yeah, but like she has, she, you know, she went and got tested a couple of days ago. She finally mm-hmm. had, you know, you have to have enough symptoms to get tested. Yeah. It's wild. So, crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's and true, I, man. Like a couple of weeks ago, I'm just hearing about in the news and now, yeah, I'm either a connection away or I know somebody that, you know, it moves is, fast. Exactly. So it moves fast. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we could, you know, take it seriously, man, to make it happen. So, but it's hard to get motherfuckers to take shit seriously these days. Troll culture is so for real, bro. man. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's it's in. I feel like it's ingrained in some people's genes to like break the rules. Oh, absolutely. Like myself included. Yeah, I have like, plenty of friends that are just mm-hmm. like this. I'm, this virus ain't better than me. Well, yeah, yeah. shit. I'm guilty. The first few weeks of quarantine, yeah. I was still going to the studio, pulling up on my homies and shit, like working yeah. and shit. So it's like, at this point, because of that, I've established that like. I know I can still go over there because ain't nobody over there except us working, but it's still yeah, like, yeah. I'm not even going over there anymore, yeah. be- even though I know it's a safe yeah, place exactly. because it's just like, I just, I have a studio here. I'll just do it here. Fuck yeah. It. yeah, exactly. So yeah, how, and it hasn't slowed yeah. down yet. So, yeah. Yeah. so how has that affected your workflow now with Man, the collaboration honestly, and whatnot? It's kind of thrown a little kink in it. Cause I was, um, in the middle of like pulling up to sessions at places, you know, 
Uh, mm. I've been starting working with this management company, Electric Field, that manages like Lewis Bell, who's Post Malone producer, and Wallace Lane, and a few other uh, Frank Dukes and cats like that. And uh, so, yeah, they were starting to put me in some sessions. I had some shit with this artist named Katori Walker from Capitol. And everything got shut down when coronavirus happened. They, Damn. you know, the yeah, label deals built. are being made and you just, just yeah. Yeah. I mean, hold. it wasn't even so much the deals were being made so much as we were just like getting in the or studio connecting. and working and like yeah, we had yeah. a great session and we had more scheduled and uh, all of that just out the, the vibe just, I mean, know. yeah, that was what was, ter- was terrible as we had hit a cool stride. We had a great first day. We were supposed to have two more days and then three more days the next week or two or three more days the next week. And uh la unified school district shut down so bro had nowhere to put his daughter and so he had to take care of his daughter for a while and you know that was that it was it was rap city shortly i think a day or two after that happened most of the studios closed down yeah well at least you got your own space to work in and be productive it's a blessing um i've definitely been but yeah pretty much man like the engineering stuff's come to a halt just because you know you're not going yeah. anywhere with someone recording anybody yeah. you know remote recording isn't really a thing yeah. um yeah that that's for that's then, more for like commercial purposes isn't it like yeah i mean remote yeah. recording is definitely more like adr sync yeah, shit yeah. and stuff like that like voiceover work where you're mm-hmm. not dependent on the timing of the beat you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Plus there's, there's less of a creative vibe it's already scripted yeah you're, you're just executing you're just, it yeah um but uh yeah so the production side is still pretty much the same still making beats and impacts off but the you know the writing sessions have kind of slowed up to nothing yeah um so just kind of sending beats off to different writers and a and r's and artists and trying to stay as productive as possible really yeah man while i got you here and while we're on the subject of making beats i have to say that i have seen you come a long long way in the <laughs> decade sure. plus that that we've known each other you know went from bay area the you know, banging, yeah, banging, out. banging out beats for nicotina and fab to look where you are now just landed a, a, a record on a number one album with party next door man so that's it's pretty crazy to have seen your whole trajectory yeah man thank you bro i I really appreciate it it's nuts to think about you know the journey especially because expression was so crucial to that journey oh yeah man like it was a magical place at that time man when we were i it's i sound like one of those crotchety <laughs> old men whenever i talk about our school because it's like back in the day back yeah, in my like, day people are like oh what school did you go to and i'm like oh i went to the school expression but now it's called sa now it's owned by sa yeah. and it's not it stopped being expression a while ago but like when i went there that was <laughs> that's that, what i call it man when i it went was there a, that it was shit, a golden era it was a golden was era for the sure peak. we were at the pinnacle of expression yeah. like, i felt it man I, I felt the vibes like in that place like, right. at that time it was george borden is such a genius like so much of what i do in my modern day shit is stuff that i adapted from techniques that he taught us you know what i'm saying and the attitude that he had uh and like we are learning from seasoned vets man yeah man doing it for so long bro when we were there was the best part of that shit and then the owner died when we were on like right before we graduated and fucking everything just went yeah and spencer it was spencer nilson like (laughs) he was like the president right and he he left shortly before we he left yeah. when the owner died. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. I believe yeah, that, or, or yeah, that whole thing. That's a drastic change. One, right of, the, yeah, one of the two. He left right yeah. before or right after. But either way, when yeah. he left, he left. I think because one. what happened was the daughter brought in a company to save schools, and that's when mm. they added like the DJ degree mm. and the fucking. They made they just dumbed the shit down. They made it so you could fail the same class like five times before mm. you were like kicked out. 
Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that'll yeah. definitely water down the product a little bit if you let yeah, that get like, through. Yeah, like, bro, if it takes you five terms to learn this one term, yeah, you weren't you weren't yeah. meant to like. If you spend twenty five weeks learning. You weren't five meant weeks to comprehend shit, this topic. Yeah, you're not supposed to be here. No, yeah. you're not supposed to do this. Yeah, there's really nothing wrong with that. But it's more like, it's like let's hey, shift that to yeah, something. You you, know. you came here to try to learn this. This is you, not you your strength. Made for it. Yeah. find yeah. your strength sir yeah that's okay to go it. through discovery like when yeah. you go through some kind of class or educational program I if do. you find out it's not for you you got to realize yeah. that you know and i did feel bad for kids that were in the program that like you find out weren't like they find out midway through the program like oh shit maybe Maybe I'm yeah. not really that dope. Because well, the idea sounds so alluring. You're like, oh, you can come to school and be a music producer and, or and you're doing syntax music. on a fucking SSL 6000 to do automated <laughs> Some like, skill that I'm never going to learn yeah. or need ever again in my life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, why do I need to know this? <laughs> it was more uh, of like, that's like paying your dues. It's like yeah. It's like boot camp, you know. Like if you can't survive this fucking general ed, right? Shit. The same way, yeah. They for sure put us through boot camp. Yeah, it's to cut out, to cut the fat, yeah. you know. Like if you can't hang through this, like this is what we had to go through when we were like young yeah. audio engineers before, like recording on computers was a thing, you know. Yeah, yeah I mean, right. gained that appreciation yeah. for that process. Recording man, on like, computers yeah. did not become a big thing until like lie, what though. the nineties. We, we got equipped very well when I got down here to LA to Hollywood, and I realized I was better than like every single intern at all of these big studios you know what i mean like when mm, i first yeah, started yeah, working a step, a step ahead of them yeah. when i first started Probably working with kelly Rowland, i had never worked in a big lab except for like i had been to a few for writing sessions with like atlantic yeah. and fab and shit but i had never like ran a session on like a ssl uh, 9000 you know in an actual and and they had you on the board bro had me on the board running pro tools in a fucking actual studio room and i was better you know the assistant there was like oh man so like how long where'd you where where do you work and i was like oh i freelance i work for tank with my homie eric like Mm -hmm. that's all i do i just run i have my own studio and he was like what and I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is so actually how do you my know how to use this SSL. <laughs> yeah, this like, is my first lead engineering gig ever, actually. And then we, me and bro spent, you know, three, four months together while we worked with Kelly. And yeah, that was my first time being in like a big lab as the head engineer for the shit. You know what I mean? And it was when I did that and they loved me and, I, and everyone was like kind of impressed by my workflow out the gate. I was kind of that was really a big confidence booster and it was all because of being at expression and being able to practice so much and like having the teachers that we had i was able to just hop right in oh we need to use this compressor oh okay use a compressor i know what to you know oh patch this for me blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like all knowledge that you can't just really get from like winging it oh yeah yeah i think that's the thing about going like learning anything like you have to take the reps you know like Mm -hmm. going to that school we had the ability to use the facilities as basically as much as you wanted and you can tell like when people weren't taking advantage of that you're like y'all remember i was in that bitch the last like probably three four (laughs) terms of school bro i was in that bitch four five days a week 8 p.m to 5 a.m in the d command bro because nobody would want to book the d command because it was a classroom but I'm like, bro, it's a classroom with a fucking Pro Tools yeah. HD setup like and a booth. Yeah. It's an HD <laughs> yeah. setup in a booth and a nice, like it can set yeah, a nice board. Nice yeah, board to run. Yeah. Easy to run. Board. It's a nice yeah. board. It's a simple ass board. The D command yeah. is what replaced the Control 24. Bro, like, I, I don't, I never understood why people wouldn't get in there. And I was just in there going crazy. We worked on T Pain songs and hella shit in there, bro. Like, oh, yeah. Well, a little bit of a step back, but, um, you know, obviously, like you said, you, reap the benefits of going to that school and you know putting in the hours but like what made you like what was your introduction to say music or like what was that your reasoning to go to like expressions your kind of new production was going to be a thing or um man nah when i uh when i was graduating school i uh my senior year of high school i was going to go to the school of the art institute of chicago and that is uh it was i was accepted to their interior architecture program and so 
I was looking at loans and shit to go over there and like what housing would be. And like, she was going to run me like a hundred some thousand dollars in loans and housing when it's all said and done. And like, I went out there for a summer and I brought my guitar and I just like fucked around, bro. Like I was just on <laughs> bitches, bro. I was just on hello girls, <laughs> not focused. And I kept it real. When I got back, vibe. I kept it real with myself. Like my senior year, like because I was already accepted to the school, I dropped out and got my GED because that's all I needed to go in and I was already accepted. Mm-hmm. And uh I kind of was just yeah, like selling weed and fucking making beats in my apartment. Uh, when I moved out of my mom's <laughs> house, I moved out as soon as I turned 18. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was just doing that making beats and fucking rapping with the homies. Yeah. Doing like sounding terrible, but <laughs> at the time, yeah, it sounds like, like all of us. Know, yeah, music music was, <laughs> <laughs> hyphy music was yeah. in a special place and it was kind of, yes, it yes. was almost, it was like on its way out. You know, yeah. it was very watered down. People realized yeah. that, like, because yeah, you graduated in what two thousand seven, eight, oh uh, six would have been my graduation. Oh, oh, year. oh okay, you're only one year behind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, hyphy music was on the way out a little bit. Like, yeah, reached the peak already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just it had gotten watered down. People realized that, like, oh, these kids are making this shit in GarageBand. I have GarageBand because I bought yeah. a MacBook too. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so like, that was me myself. Like I was making Mm -hmm. my first beats in garage band and then my homie gave me logic. Um, but like, Oh yeah, we had, we got passed around logic. Like, we had, I had logic seven. Dude. I remember I got to expression and Burns bought logic eight, yeah. and we all installed yeah, logic eight. I was working at the Apple store. He bought it from me, like on a discount, and then we all used the bubble, same bubble, license. Bubble like, like, yeah. I, had, I probably on a hard drive somewhere still have that inversion oh, of logic eight installed on a backup somewhere. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I was just Good making times. beats and my roommate at the time was like, yo, you know, you can uh, go to school for this. And I was like, what? Like that doesn't even sound <laughs> real. Yeah, you can get a bachelor's degree. And, and so real. that was like my mom's big thing was because when I decided not to go to Chicago, uh, I just was going to junior college up in Santa Rosa. And yeah, just getting in trouble, just doing stupid shit. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom was like, yo, like, I will help you go to school, you know, like my, your, you know, your grandma will help you if you have a bachelor's program, mm, you know what gotcha. I'm saying? Yeah. Like they weren't fucking with my, a, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'll just get my AA and then I'll figure yeah. out a program to transfer to. And she's like, if you're doing that, you're on your own, you know, we'll, we can help you with a bachelor. So I had saved up some bread from, you know, trapping and my grandma and I entered into an agreement with her lawyer that basically was, it basically said she'll help, she'll do half of it with us Mm. if I don't get less than a B. Like no B minus, mm. no, none of that. And like one, like any term that I get a B for, I have to pay back in full, like a hundred percent. And so I was like, fuck it, bro. Like, let's do it. Not, you know, I'm just sitting here wasting time and fucking Santa Rosa trap and making hot brisk and going to jail or some shit for, dumb, yeah. for no reason. You know no what reason, I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so well, that's yeah. better than taking a loan. You know what I'm saying? It's a contract. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? It's someone helping you. you know? I'm blessed, man, because yep, I know yep, a lot of friends bad. that, are still paying off or just oh, recently yeah. finished paying I'm, off student loans. I'm still paying student loans, and, man. Exactly. I still, exactly. still got quite a bit. You know, I'm, you know, I was able to turn a, a crazy situation into a positive one with the help from my family. So I'm super blessed, you know, for that, for sure. Because I know a lot of people that don't get opportunities like that. Yeah. You yeah. Know? But that's good. It's good that you recognize that. And like, you know, yeah it's, man it is a blessing like, yeah you know i was just yeah. i made Student the right decision because i you know yeah. i had gotten a dui right before i got to like the year before i came to expression mm-hmm. and was like making really bad decisions and so i was able to just get out of that life while it was still positive with some yep. with some bread yeah, sometimes there, yeah those opportunities just find positive. you in that way yeah you know so i'm i'm very fortunate to have that situation go that way yeah. you know it all culminated at the right time so we all yeah man everything transpired out for at a reason. Uh, expression and yeah. had this crazy era 
Yeah, man. Like, it was only, dude, it was only like two and a half years. Like that's yeah. the crazy thing. It's like three years, maybe. Yeah, yeah man. You remember f- fucking if it, it w- if it wasn't for G, bro, I would have never got to meet <laughs> Fab and Neo and all them crazy ass motherfuckers. <laughs> that's that guy. Oh wait, have you seen him at all recently? Uh, oh. within the last year, yeah, at Eric's studio. Yeah. How's uh how's their new spot? Um, their new spot is more of a house studio. They downsized mm. heavy when yeah. their old lease didn't get renewed. And they to focus on the label and have less overhead, right? Yeah, I think it was just the overhead was crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know like, it's stressing it's to circuit. try to it's a circus, bro. Trying those to rooms. keep five rooms yeah. booked is a yeah. lot of it's a lot of shit to do, especially yeah, you have to have like a manager and like tr- somebody trying to. It's a lot. Things. It's just yeah. a lot of work. It's like it's that's a full size facility, and their size it just wasn't big enough to do what they needed to do to cover the overhead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the landlord r- hiked the rent up super crazy, so oh, it became yeah. just not even. Uh, that was a fun place to hang out, though. Oh yeah, man! I, you know the crazy <laughs> story about that place is that was actually the first studio I ever went to when I went to look at moving to LA. And uh, you, oh, nice. before they moved in, or? yeah, before they moved there, it used to be oh, DJ Quick Studio and like Nipsey mm. and T Fly and my guy Mars and them and fucking uh, Mike and Keys all used to be. No, in so there. it was already like built out a lot already. Mm, yeah, but then when they kicked when DJ Quick and them got kicked out or left or whatever, they trashed oh, the they place. fucked it up. They wow. trashed it. So when Eric and Josh moved in there, I know they put thousands of dollars into rebuilding. Mm, oh yeah. Yeah. Like well, tens they, of thousands man, of dollars. It was nice. Today. It was no, yeah, they made it amazing, you know, and then it just that landlord, Shad's a piece of shit, bro. Like shady shot <laughs> piece of shit bro like yeah man he was janky so there was there were some <laughs> issues so it's you know everything works like i said everything works out for good for the better for a reason you know they're in a great yeah. spot now so how big of an impact did moving to la from the bay have for you man huge bro like honestly until we get an industry back in the bay you know until there's a few more empires going on and there's a few bigger studios happening, Mm -hmm. you know, like the, there's no reason for celebrities to go to the Bay area. Yeah. It's all not on like tour or something. Yeah. It's all, it's all tech. So, you know what I mean? Like, um, and that's really just what it is. The opportunities are here in LA, you know, I like, like the way I got the Kelly Rowland session, Eric got a call for a session when he was with tank he went to he asked me to cover for him with with tank and then tank was like no bro like we're still in the middle of working like tell zach to cover your session and so kelly Rowland was the session that he wanted he (laughs) had to go to so i ended up covering over there and they fucked they fucked with me but like i was at dinner with fab like we were at benihana's and i was like I got a call and bro was like, Hey, can you engineer tonight? And I was like, yeah, what time? And they're like, we're at the studio right now. How fast oh, can you get it? And I was like, yeah. bro, what? Like, yeah. what? Like, uh, shit, 30 minutes. Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, on your meal. Yeah, bro. I didn't even get any, money. Yeah. I didn't even get food, bro. Like yeah, I, I, I looked at fab and I was like, fab, you can like, get hey, a ride. Bro. Cause I drove. I was like, fab, oh. fab, cause fab don't drive. He hate driving. Fab, oh, okay. <laughs> he can drive but he don't fuck with driving um, <laughs> yeah and so yeah like i was i looked at fab i was like bro can you you can catch an uber back to the crib or some you know you are you good and he was like yeah, yeah go get some money and so like but like that yeah. was spontaneous you know like that shit isn't happening in the bay you know no, what i'm saying no, you're yeah. not gonna get a call at yeah like you know you're not pull, you know when i was you know working with short um on the last album that he dropped like the official album that he dropped the pimp tape you know, we were at his house in LA and like French yeah. Montana pulled up when he was dating Khloe Kardashian, Jeremiah pulled up, Ty Dolla pulled up, you know, Snoop pulled up. Like, yeah, this is just, crazy, man. These people are there. They're in LA. They're yeah. Yeah, they're like, we're just going to make a stop. So yeah. It's not, that just isn't happening in the Bay. That's no, probably that's the real. biggest, that's the biggest difference, you know, and the biggest thing that was positive for me was that because yeah, it's just like, 
if that stuff was happening in the Bay, we wouldn't have to go to LA. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, and that's also a testament to the strength of your network. You know, it's something that we stress all the time around here, like network yeah. the fuck out of any situation. And if you're doing something, let people know what yeah. you're doing. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Got to do yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I even use it, you know, to advantage right now. Like, I have a circle, you know, that, you know, people even that you grew up with that are in different industries in general. But it's good to have that conversation right now to just get a pulse on what they're going through and, you know, what they, what they're projecting, you know, to come out of this doing, you know, just to pick people's brains, you know, and how people are, you know, looking to adapt to this, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely good. Yeah, I uh, I just ordered some some DJ decks. I ordered <laughs> I ordered a DJ controller so I can come out of this quarantine and like knowing how to mix DJ? Track. Yeah, a proficient. Know, yeah, I'm not going to so be a master. Many, right. I know so many people that are learning a new skill. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, why not? Man? Why not? Yeah, if you're able I'm trying to, to yeah. kick myself into the health hype, bro. I've been lazy as fuck, man. <laughs> I was supposed to get a bunch of workout equipment before this quarantine, oh. and that shit all just got shut down. Yeah. yeah, I just put I just pieced my quarantine setup together. I got a bunch of kettlebells. I don't know if you can see this bike behind me. I just bought a bike yesterday so I can go riding. <laughs> I you know. need to buy a bike. I also I, I was gonna get a TRX. stationary bike for the house just so oh, I can yeah, yeah, go while yeah. I like play video yeah. games or some shit. Yeah. That's the one thing that's funny about though, like everyone's like, you know, start a new hobby but we're you know we're limited to that as long as you can get the supplies you need so there's you know it's like yeah i want to try something new but i can't just go get an instrument you know so, yeah. so. i want something new but i'm more worried about like where the hell i can get goddamn toilet paper and fucking yeah exactly <laughs> exactly that's a little <laughs> <laughs> exactly man yeah, uh, that's why I, I pulled the uh, I pulled the trigger on the bidet. You know, if if we run out of toilet paper, my homie just can, did that too. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's like, bruh, <laughs> I want to, but I don't want to at the same time. I don't know. Desire. It's just getting to those times. You know, <laughs> we're just prepping for for whatever might happen. It's bad though. It's bad. I'm down. We got like three rolls left. Yeah. I was going. I'm going. I'm buying toilet paper from the liquor store, bro. That's yeah, exactly. Whatever yeah, you can one roll at a time. Yeah. I was exactly. in the liquor store the other day and I saw a, be- a roll of paper towels and I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm just, I might as well yeah, take it. I'm gonna just exactly. get it. I'm, just, yeah, just cause I know, yeah. I know, I'm yeah. gonna need it. Like yeah. at that point, I'm needed. Exactly. Even the cafe down the street now is selling toilet paper and other groceries because they're Bro, like, yo, people need hella yeah. restaurants. And it's like we need to make some money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, they, yeah. yeah. Hella restaurants are turning into like groceries. Yeah, yeah, I got homies right now that are buying food from the the restaurant because yeah, they got suppliers. You know, they're buying produce and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, they they gotta fulfill those orders still. Exactly. So if they can keep the economy turning like that, you know, won't be in such bad condition coming out of this. I don't understand how the economy is doing so bad when so many people just went out and bought so much shit. Yeah, that's true. Though that's true. Like where the week the week they announced quarantine. I bought a PlayStation 4 and a TV for my studio. <laughs> like, yeah, I know I'm real. not the only one, bro. Yeah. Well, I ain't no, the only exactly. one. Yeah, I mean, I got a homie who, like I said, he's a he's a professor, and he had to teach his, his one of his coworkers how to set up the internet and a computer so she could teach him home because she's just never done that. So, like, you know, every industry, like, yeah, you the the money's just shifted. So I do I never really thought of it like that, but you're completely right. Like bro, the money's just are spending, bro. People exactly, are spending. they're not going to I don't one know place. What, but. Like <laughs> like nightclubs and alcohol is not being bought as much, except yeah. like the yeah. wine sales are up apparently. Yeah, I thought about that earlier. I was like, I was like, man, I've I've saved money by not spending it on like nights out drinking and shit like that and eating at restaurants. But I bought hella groceries and I I definitely hit up Costco hard for the booze. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, we've been every time I leave the house, I get some wine and some alcohol and bring it back. I've been drinking. You know what? I've been drinking a bunch of sake. Oh, oh nice. nice! There you go. The, the, the sake is like four dollars for the big ass bottle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna make these different decisions, man. You know, <laughs> sake is delicious, bro. Yeah, yeah, exactly, sake, bro. exactly. It's very you can, neutral. Like, get fucked up on sake and so, and it's like soju too. Like yeah. you yeah, can soju, drink it cold. Yeah. You can drink it warm. Shit. You can drink yeah. it room temp. Yes, bro. All of that, and then wake up the next day and be fine. Yeah, dude. Did you ever go to that uh, sake distillery when we were in school? The no, Takata? I didn't. It's in Berkeley. It's like pretty close to uh, expression. I need but to go. I wish yeah. spot. What was that one fucking brewery? Tasting. What was that one brewery in, in Berkeley right there up the street? Was it Gilman? Gordon Biersch or some shit? Oh yeah, Gordon Biersch. What? No, no, no. no. Oh. 
uh, was it Pyramid? Pyramid. It was Pyramid. Yeah. Pyramid yeah. was yeah. still yeah, the R.I.P. Pyramid. That not used there to be anymore. fire. Is, is there oh, still Pyramid yes. beer, or is it all gone? I think so. Yeah, no, I, I think, think they're, they're still making it. Yeah, but they just downsized that. a little oh, bit. Man, you know, craft beer. Fire. They had fire ass garlic fries, bro. Oh yeah, man. They're they're known for that. They got they were one of the the Hefeweizen. They they put out the Hef like early in the craft beer game. Yeah, oh, now man. there's Gilman. RIP Pyramid, bro. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool spot, man. It's all open, like big, like the brewery in there. It's dope. No, yeah, that was spot cool. was just a hell of tight. I love that spot. Yeah. Bro, you know what I made? You know what I told myself? I said, if Top Dog ever goes, disappears, I'll buy never, it. I'll never come home. Oh, I, th- I thought he said. I thought you were gonna like buy it, and then you can keep the legacy Dude, of that is an option alive. for sure. I would love to set up, set up the like, stew in the back. You know what I'm saying? Just, <laughs> we just must protect Top Dog at all costs. That's hilarious. Yeah, because Top Dog is flames. Yeah, I mean, I think that's important. Really, you know, it's funny that we're kind of making making of it, but like, not only are people relying on creatives, but like we really see how this whole structure and routine works. You know what I'm saying? How all connected everything is. And I hope we can all remember that, like kind of coming out here. And like, like you said, these, these places, these mama pops that you just like, nah, this is home for me. And if it's not there, it's not home, you know? And like, we got to remember that. And I'm sure you got your spots even down there that you're going to, you know, try to, you know, patronize right now too, man. I, we still order food at least once or twice a week. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I'm able to, I will, you know, obviously some people, you know, save your money too. And some people are hesitant because they don't know the conditions of people cooking and how many customers are interacting with. Hey, leave that shit on the doorstep. This one driver was like, yeah, I left your food on the doorstep. I'm calling to let you know it's there. So you get it right now while it's hot. Yeah. I mean, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. We're all trying to figure out the yeah, best way I'd to be make tipping these, these drivers. You know, yeah. they're out here. As like, long as you're comfortable, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as long as I can get the food and I feel comfortable, you feel comfortable. Let's do this and bring, let's try to keep it moving. Bring that shit here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I got I got Taco Bell delivery the other day. It was beautiful. Yeah, we, we went through the In and Out drive through yesterday. Yeah. Oh, that's one thing I haven't done. <laughs> but they, you know what they did is they took the people away, so you go back and it's back to ordering at the box. Uh, yeah, oh, and there's like someone on the front counter. Or yeah, something. you know how like you yeah. go to In and Out and there's somebody standing outside. Yeah, it's now it's at the actual oh, board yeah, again. Now it's back at the actual fucking mm, shit. Mm, so I felt yeah. safe. I mean. Yeah, and I've kind of, you know, with, you know, the, one of the company I work for and also just hearing other people talk about it, we, we really see that if, that we can kind of change the way that our routines are from work, right? Like, at least in, in the industry I'm in. But for you, is there anything that that you, you see coming from this time? Like, like you might adjust how you, you know, kind of navigate, you know, making your, your business connections and just working? Man, I'm it's still in limbo, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm still kind of adapting a little bit, Yeah, I, you know? I'm trying to get, I was, before this all happened, I was trying to get better at sending beats off more consistently and stuff like mm. that. So that's definitely something. Like cold, like just sending them out to people who you no, think no, would be a good fit? Or no, like, no, just some connects. <laughs> like, hey man, like, <laughs> like, I think you'd be good on this. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd never, I, no. that's not a, it's not a good, cold beats are never a good headspace for someone to listen to uh, most yeah. of the time. I shouldn't say never, but usually not a good headspace. Yeah. But no, just like, being more diligent about sending stuff out on the internet because you know regardless of whether it's success rate it's like a it's an effortless thing that just has yeah. it's only positive you know obviously you don't want to like spam somebody but yeah you know it doesn't just take a relationship it up. doesn't take shit to fucking send yeah. off some beats you know what i mean mm-hmm. if i have the time which you know, now we have all the fucking time <laughs> yeah. well what's the balance like for you man like like shopping your beats like what is the balance between like the people in your network versus maybe hosting your beats somewhere online for people to sample them or like how, how do you go about the, man, that i process? really just i really just send stuff directly to people i collaborate with the homies uh, excuse me i collaborate with the homies and um yeah like yeah and your travels like that like yeah i try to be as efficient as possible you know mm-hmm. like if i can if i have the direct line on an artist i'm gonna send it directly to them whether it's texted to their phone or send it right to their email um you know it's just it's so many different facets to like getting placements and so the more consistent you are and the more you do it, just the likelier it is to hit, you know, 
if you if you're not in the room with somebody it's really kind of hard to tell so you just figure out as best a way a best a, as best yeah. as possible to get a direction yeah. i guess you would yeah. say you want to see their reaction to your music yeah or just like you know get them to tell you what they're looking for yeah, yeah. and try and give them your version of that so it's like um yeah you know sending beats is it's it's always yeah. kind of hit or miss so well, yeah i mean collaboration is a two-way street so i get what you're saying you know like what i i uh you ever watch that that show abstract on netflix uh no i don't think so oh, well i you definitely should check it out as a creative person yeah. it's about like okay people who have done big things like the one that i watched first was tinker hatfield because um, okay. he's instrumental yeah. in like designing nike shoes and whatnot but there's tons of other designers and creatives that have just made their mark on society but one thing that i noticed in common with all these people is that like when they're collaborating with somebody they always like spend so much time and just like interviewing that person basically and just trying to really find out what's at the core of what they're looking for exactly before so it's like you know starting it, the process it's hard to do that via text yeah you yeah know what i mean so it's like i try not i try to just get an idea of where what direction to go in and send off vibes like that or if i think something will work for an artist send them that and be like yo check this out you know what i mean things like that mm -hmm. um Luckily, I put in a bunch of work before this, so people are able to nice. drop music, yeah. you know, still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think now is a time that stresses more than ever, like the um, importance of being like prepared and yeah. having like assets ready to go and stockpiling yeah. content because mm -hmm. as a creator, you never know when some shit like this is gonna happen <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah this is, this is, that, this is when the you might need call. to tap into your stockpile and be like hey yeah. i made this beat like two years ago yeah. like what do you it's think it's appropriate it? for this now yeah. you know whatever yeah it is. and like shit like that works but at the same time you know like if you're an artist trying to drop songs and you didn't have a bunch of videos on the way or like ready to go like no one's shooting videos right now yeah. you know what i mean you can't have a fucking yeah. video crew so like if you didn't have shit ready to drop already then like now you're waiting to get back to life you know where yeah, i mean like we even had you know like one of our other homies on the podcast they they put on music too and what he was talking about was you know he was about to drop a bunch of like you know club banger type things and he's like i'm just not in that headspace right now i'm not sure if that reflects you know so then there's that right like well yeah, you no, know that was what a bunch of people uh, you know some rappers are actually talking about that they're like you know i can't make club music right now because i'm not like they're all closed like no one's in the club no one's yeah, yeah they're not feeling the vibe of the club yeah it's hard to make twerk twerk ass shaking music right now or, yeah. or club records because nobody's bouncing in the club exactly you know? and it's like man hate it or love it but drake made a tiktok song you know what i'm saying like you know what i'm saying i mean he's like i'm gonna adjust you know like i don't not, i'm not listening to it but he's it's been out on there, that man. wave yeah exactly he's he like gonna adjust to everything guys. yeah drake knows exactly so but that's yeah he's like all right what am i gonna do during the time boom you know yeah <laughs> to see slide man yeah <laughs> um but yeah man so you know obviously you've been in the game for you know almost a couple of decades now and technology plays a big part you know in how you know kind of businesses and just how life is but what are some of the other things you noticed that maybe when you kind of first came into the industry, like compared to now, like there's what's like a big difference that you've noticed? Um, I think the access. When we first started, we were kind of at the tail end of studio culture um, where like if you wanted to put on if you wanted to make music of a certain quality, you had to go to a major studio, like a big studio. Um, mm -hmm. And now you don't at all at all at all yeah. so yeah. i think the biggest difference yeah it's just like the amount of people able to make music and the ease at which you can make music that sounds good and and put it out and put it yeah. out you know what i mean for like, millions of people to access the bay is the home to like one of the major independent distributors um mm -hmm. outside of like the tune cores and the cd babies like with empire so like we kind of have the blueprint from home with what guys is doing and um you know like everyone has that blueprint now it's an it's a common knowledge whereas we used to be a very independent area musically you know it was a lot of do-it-yourself type 
attitude with just the whole scene. And now that's just the universal attitude for all these little kids is like, nah, I'm finna do this shit myself. Like I got a microphone on my, like it's kids using the microphone on like your earbuds, bro. Yeah. Yeah. To make yeah, songs sure. and yeah. put them out and make and gain a following. And yeah, <laughs> like they're making bread. Yeah. I mean, that makes kind of sense what you're talking about too, just with, you know, how, like you said, the Bay area, the opportunities aren't, really here for this right now but they laid the, like you said they had the blueprint but now you do hear that influence but that changed the whole game like yeah i mean we get a lot of credit for the first independent rappers the signed deals or whatever it is you know so yeah man you know it's definitely part of our culture is bay area just being independent and free-spirited and like across the board um so you know, we get credit some places and where it's due and other places we don't. Yeah. And sometimes you way, can just hear or feel, feel it in it, whether they say it or not, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So, you know, real ones recognize. Yeah. <laughs> While we're on the subject of, you know, technological advances in the industry, what are some tools that you use like in the studio or some instruments or whatever that you've seen huge changes in or, or what are some of you your go-tos even? And honestly, um, I used to think it was like all about what plugins you have. And now it's actually about what hardware you have. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like a lot of the people yeah. that I collaborate with that have awesome sounds. Um, it's not, they're not plugins. They're from keyboards, you know, vintage synths or not vintage yeah. synths. Even mm. some of the new Moog synths are insane. Like, um, so it's like, I think really what it is is because of the access, everyone has the same plugins. There's cracked versions of almost every plugin out there. Yeah. And, you know, the sounds that make up the majority of the landscape of like urban and R&B music. No, I wouldn't say R&B, but most of like urban and rhythmic music is made with synths that everyone has, you know? Yeah. So the way you stand out is by using live instruments and mm. hardware and stuff and like your different recording techniques and your mixing techniques for your melodies that make them sound vintage, which is very popular now, you know, with the lo-fi sound. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I think I just have seen that, like that, that evolution from like going and hoarding all the synths I can buy and all the stuff <laughs> I can get, um, like plug-in wise. Yeah, yeah. To now I'm like, bro, damn, I need seven G's so I can buy like an, buy like that, an that rare sound. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That no one has. Yeah. And like, I spend time like with the homies, like there's a dope producer from the Bay named Waxroof who has like a bunch of awesome instruments and he's a great mm. instrumentalist and producer and i love coming up there and working with him because we'll always get just like these super authentic rare not rare well yeah sure rare authentic tones though that are very unique you know just mm -hmm. to his because it's like his roads is old that and tuned out of in that certain way you know what i'm saying yeah and um so yeah i think that's like been you know one thing that's super evolved for me is just like what i look for as a producer like for my go-tos you know yeah, you brought up something at the end of your answer there that actually i was thinking about earlier is having a unique sound and in the market that you make a, a, a lot of your music and like you know r&b hip-hop pop you know how important is it to kind of have that brand name sound I, like there's this one dude on on instagram who made me think of this i don't know if you've seen him justin bermudez um i know who that is yeah like but he really just nails these impressions of these rappers and they're like ad libs and their sound mm. and but when you think about it and you listen to their music like you are listening to their brand because mm -hmm. they they make certain ad libs or noises or yeah. or yeah. a certain <clears throat> cadence that is like every song you know it's them yeah like how important do you think it is to have your stamp on music like that i think i mean it's definitely important as part of you know it's how you sonically brand yourself is how you get fan you know you gain a following you know but i mean ultimately i think for a producer a lot of people just see the success you know what i mean yeah, unless you're yeah. able to like really carve out a sound with an artist you know what i mean a lot of people don't identify your sound as a sound like 40 is one of those artists that like him and Drake were him and Drake for hella long. So he was able to become a, a producer that people 
looked at like oh that sound that's that 40 sound that's oh, that yeah. opio 40 yeah. drake sound and so like you know mustard was able to take a bunch of the same west coast sounding beats and create something that people referred to as the mustard yes, sounding yeah. beat. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and like that's crazy because he don't even make none of those beats or majority of those beats i shouldn't say yeah. that and i don't want to take all the credit from him but like yeah. a lot of his like majority of those beats are ghost produced you know what yeah. I mean, by other producers so he was able to just curate a bunch of people to be like yeah. yo make beats like this you know what i'm saying yeah. Diddy's- I mean, and that's all just the evolved hyphy like tempo man you know what i'm saying like yeah no i mean all of that shit is it's just it's just newer jerk which yeah spin off a of hyphy you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's all you know yeah the that's the bay sound the la sound is the g-funk you know what exactly I mean? yeah that west coast um west coast soul and funk music mm-hmm. you know that's that la sound but like i said you know i think it's important for you to brand yourself like that um as best as you can you know but I, i'd like yeah. to think that a lot of my songs have a certain sound to them that you can identify with my production but at the same time i definitely also pride myself in being pretty versatile so yeah you know? i've noticed that with uh with your discography man I've, I've seen some of your versatility out there yeah man yeah i mean it's got to be a struggle too like you said to you know sh- like shape your style and, and and your brand or whatever your name but also not make it so obvious you know right like you don't you know, it's like yeah you I, can't make the same beat over and over again yeah <laughs> yeah like, you know you definitely can employ certain elements that even if people don't realize it off the top, you know, yeah. there'll be reasons that people like your songs that you can yep, yep. put into things that, you know, maybe don't equate to, Oh, this is an exact beat, but can still equate to, Oh, I like this song. So, you yeah. know? and then I think, and then they find out you did. It's like, Oh man. All right. That does make sense. I like his other stuff. And yeah. So I think that's what I strive for more than just trying to sonically sound the same all the time or, or cohesive. You know, I try my best to just work with artists and give them what they're trying to achieve and how I fit into that as a producer and can make the best song possible, you know? Definitely. Well, now is the time we can go into our segment that we call support quality. Okay. And I know that the uh, times are a little a little odd right now to be asking a question like this, but maybe, maybe you have an answer that pertains to these strange times, but uh, yeah, our support quality segment is about something that has brought quality to your life lately, whether that's a person, place, a thing, a process, but what's something that has brought quality to your life? Man, I think like, uh, baking in quarantine or like cooking, mm-hmm. not baking, but cooking mm-hmm. during quarantine has brought just like, you know, some, some good vibes and something to do that also is tasty and it's got beneficial results, yeah. you know, skill yeah. building, man. Yeah. You say what? Skill building. Exactly, man. Trying to just hone those skills. I already was able to throw down a little bit, but now I'm really trying to yeah. step it up. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, not to say that, uh, it's exactly the same, but like when you make even a beat you can throw something together real quick and then make the adjustments that's the one cool thing about cooking is like you make the meal real quick but to master that thing you know that's where the reps come in and like you're like and it's not changing the whole recipe it's tweaking that thing yeah, you know? just, oh, i just need to pinch more of this or yeah i mean throw that in a little bit longer or take that out a little <laughs> bit sooner you know what i mean like, then you get that like engineer mind going <laughs> into that now like every the bite's got a taste right that's like, hey i ain't gonna lie i made like three different batches of cookies and it was like tweaking out over my my yeah for sure you're like fuck this yeah because the first batch was hella good but like not quite right and the second batch was like i strayed a little too far yeah (laughs) exactly but it's the first batch so then it's like (laughs) now i gotta do something else to figure out what to do to make these cookies better yeah they're so close they're so close (laughs) yeah exactly you're still working you're just in a different studio right now you know what i'm saying like exactly still still cooking yeah, uh, I've been watching so many food shows that I've been trying to get better at Bruh. my. Uh, yeah, I'm trying I've to get better at every my... episode of Chopped at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. Hey, uh, almost, yeah. bro. Like, but I mean, I've been trying to master my presentation now because of those shows. Because I'm just like, and now, now I want to show it off on Instagram. Yeah. So I got to make it look good too. I can't just yeah. be posting trash on there. Like sometimes yeah. I want to post the trash because it's like, hey, man, it's a. 
it's okay to make food that's not pretty it's still delicious but i just posted what i made today on instagram on my story Uh, yeah well i mean but it's the same shit, lots man. of people do, exactly man. and then and then what do you do you yeah. get obsessive about it. you start watching these shows to get better you know what I'm saying you're digging in the crates right same oh, yeah. shit it's just a different fucking thing but it's all this yeah that's what i like about it. it's like we're all itching to be creative and this is a very not easy to do well but easy to come up you know yeah. um, and there's a valid reason to be in exactly. the kitchen and being creative it's yeah. nourishment as well yeah, plus exactly shelter at home right and that's that something you can do good. in the home you know what i mean so and that shit is delicious bro Fuck yeah <laughs> exactly yeah it just feels good to be able to do some shit like damn i i did that i ain't gonna lie though i did fuck up a soup a couple weeks ago and I was, <laughs> hey but that comes with it right i was pissed at myself <laughs> <laughs> like to the point where you had to like throw it out yeah like the i put it on too hot at first Oh, uh, yeah. And, and they turned it down. So the bottom, like the shit that was on the bottom of the pot oh, burnt. Just burnt. All yeah, up, and man. so, like, I could have been cool if I had just poured the soup out. It transferred it. Yeah. I went to scrape to get this. Like, you know, I poured it out mm. and saw the, that there was still soup at the bottom. So I went to, oh. like, I took the spoon and went to oh. scrape the rest <laughs> of the soup out into the Tupperware. The whole bottom layer of the pen was just charred. It was just charred vegetables. And so I just like scraped this black sludge (laughs) into the soup. Oh, no. (laughs) On accident. He's like, nah, nah, that's going in. That's going in. You were like reconsidering as you were doing it. It was just one. It was just one scoop. Because I (laughs) dug down to the bottom, scooped in, and then like. That's all it takes. I saw it and was like, oh. Oh no! And then sure enough, yeah, it was just. It's a wrap. Yeah. I was like. Hey, we all been there, man. You know? <laughs> we went to the war to get those vegetables, man. That's even worse. Yeah, it's like <laughs> that much more. Yeah. bro. Like, fuck, I was pissed. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what are what, what's a quarantine tip that you got for the people out there? What's what's one that uh, other than don't scrape the the charred vegetables into your soup? What, man, what's a quarantine um, tip for the people? Don't annoy people. <laughs> like, like re- you really have to work on being cool, being by yourself yeah like like it's lonely for a lot of people who are very mm-hmm. social creatures and even if they don't realize mm-hmm. it but like take this time to like be cool with you and work out Damn. your demons because like ultimately yeah. like if you can't sit in a room by yourself for a couple of days albeit it is a lot more than just a couple of days yes but, <laughs> you know if you can't just be you. okay with not being with someone for a period of time like you have issues that you got to work on and figure that out before somebody else ever finna fuck with you facts facts you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Luckily, yeah, take, I, this time, I, yeah. take this time. Take this time to give yourself some new time. And <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. It, it's a wake. That's that's what's like available to yeah. us. Take advantage of that because we won't get that time. Everyone's gonna be you know off and running. So like, let's let's be grateful for what we have. Oh yeah, it's gonna go down, man. Yeah, I hope we get <laughs> it's off, gonna be. If we get off quarantine during summertime, it's gonna be so much. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's like predicted to be like a July, June, July thing. <laughs> man, it's a. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah, oh, exactly. especially in, you know in All California, everyone you think they're out there. Get ready. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't be. All you want to think about it. All them motherfuckers. Yeah. All these single people finna be in heat when they get out of the. <laughs> oh, they, yeah, oh, it's, yeah. it's happening. <laughs> yeah. The build up, the hormonal buildup is yeah. real, other, dude. Man. This energy is gonna be crazy out there. It's yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be weird. It's hella funny. I, mean, oh, I, st- I have to like i lock myself in the studio for like nine hours a day just to pretend like i go to work just so that we're not <laughs> just in each be- other's face yeah because our house ain't hella big like it's a two-bedroom yeah. house but like it's only like the living room and the dining yeah. room yeah as common areas so it's like i do, I do it just because i we just we're not in each other's face you know yeah, yeah i normally sure. would be gone you know all day yeah at the studio so i just go in here play video yeah. games make beats playing well, a lot of call of duty me, well, business, me business boy in 94 and dc been going crazy on call of duty <laughs> there you go mm-hmm. all right on man well if the people want to see you in call of duty or if they want to find you online they want to listen to your music how can they find you man um I, i'm on spotify exact e-k-z-a-k-t uh you can find me on instagram or twitter e-k-z-a-k-t-x-l exact xl both instagram and twitter and yeah man you know stay tuned 
got a lot of new stuff on the way more big yeah. stuff on the way man yeah go peep that party mm-hmm. next door album while yeah. you go oh, check yeah. out yeah. party mobile um stay tuned for this kid donnie cupid from berkeley about to drop a project with him just really yeah, single started yeah, following I him post, yeah. i started following him yeah man he's he's dope right man. Truth, i just executive produced his album with my boy dcb dope. from the bay as well i'll look forward to yeah, that um, and we'll make sure to drop the links to all that when it comes out yeah man definitely yeah. do man definitely do tap yeah. in with that and uh yeah man just stay tuned well i hopefully look forward to seeing you in the maybe this year i don't, I don't yeah. know yeah we'll play i don't yeah, know at this point how it plays out because <laughs> i would knows? love to have a little Ooh, yep, weekender yeah. or something down in the the los angeles yeah yeah man um whenever you're down here you always know drop me a line absolutely man yeah and then we can we can do this again like face to face in the studio flip it up yeah Yeah, we're gonna talk to eric and shit like that too yeah pull up on the one zero guys for surely absolutely man well it's been a pleasure you you can find zach at all the places he just mentioned you can find us at quality goods tv on instagram i am at mr beady and i'm at young man old souls Uh, follow us we're gonna be talking about a lot of things happening during this uh quarantine a lot of creativity still happening Mm -hmm. yeah share the music uh that you're listening to share the food that you guys are making man we want to see all that you know what i'm saying we support yes. quality, quality all around foods, man. Man. types of quality exactly quality you know, foods the, the finest quality exactly let's yes. get it <laughs> yes well it's been a pleasure getting some quarantine time in with you man and hopefully we'll be able to get in some real quality time definitely man yep. thank long. you again guys yes. thank you take care guys have a good night we out